one of those songs that always makes me happy too it's Coco call it love just the jangliness of that I guess Al Stewart before that with the in woman turn it is 10 o'clock you're listening to a Minnesota morning on the Maverick at KMSU radio 89.7 FM in Mankato and KMSK 91.3 FM in Austin online at KMSU.org, broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato, big ideas and real world thinking. Let's get after it. <laughs> Maverick Magazine on the air. Lots of stuff to talk about. Yes. Um, Going to rehash. Go over uh, the week that was and take a look at the weekend is. Uh, as uh, we've got a lot of stuff going on this weekend here. Maverick Magazine on the air. I'm Paul Allen driving the bus for you. Joined in studio by Nick Burns. Jordan O'Grady. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Are you staying warm by any chance? It's a, I guess I'll start off with... Uh, Typical uh, uh, Minnesota question as we discuss the weather. Well, you know, PA, um, last week we had this big event called Hockey Day in Minnesota. You might have heard of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, a good chunk of that uh, parking lot that's Kitty Corner to Taylor Center was taken up the majority of the last week. So you kind of had to park further away. Uh, this today was able to park uh, real close, and it felt like it was hardly anything walking nice. outside now. Nice. Good for you. <laughs> But yeah, it's still cold out. First world yeah. problems, Bernsey. Oh yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, so, so I park. <laughs> absolutely. Just, you know, I, I I normally park in lot seven, which is mm-hmm. the lot adjacent to um, Blakesley Stadium, where the hospitality tent was uh, situated for the past ten days or so. So I got displaced. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been I've been uh, migrating from parking lot to parking lot here the last <laughs> week or so, and just uh, trying to find a home. Yeah, just trying to find a home, man. And and, <laughs> and like always, and lo and behold, I got it. I'll tell you this. Bernsey, I haven't had this discussion with you, but I got a ticket in my car yesterday. What? Yeah. So prepared to uh, launch uh, a public relations campaign to get the <laughs> uh, the ticket dismissed. Okay. Uh, and as I was about to put it in the mail uh-huh. to a certain person on campus yep. uh, yesterday, I actually took a look at the ticket oh. and it said warning. Oh, a warning. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Just a warning. 
And I was <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was nice. I, I actually it was it worked out pretty well for me uh, looking back on it for the last week because I was parking lot five for the most mm-hmm. part, which is a little bit closer to our yep. our office. So that worked out well because uh, it was just a warning. So I feel a little bit better about it now. And, and now I'm on the, the path. I, I actually parked in lot seven again today, that uh, big tent that was there, the OFC mm-hmm. hospitality tent, uh, which played such a big role in success of Hockey Day Minnesota. Uh, last week is gone. Yep. There's still the rink there. I took a look at the rink and I have my skates in the backseat of my car. I might go for a spin later on today Why if it's not? still there. Yeah. Uh, it'd certainly be cold enough because uh, even though that's an artificial ice surface, it's cold enough that it could be natural ice. Uh, I don't know how long they're planning on leaving it in there, but there's a, a couple things still left up, remnants, if you will, last vestiges uh, of the Hockey Day Minnesota still standing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Hockey Day Minnesota since we're uh, actually on that subject right now and and your experiences, guys, on uh, what you experienced, uh, your thoughts on what you saw uh, with what went on with Hockey Day Minnesota. And it was really, it, although uh, Hockey Day Minnesota is the official title of that, that event, it's a little bit of a misnomer given the fact that the festival itself lasted more than a week. Yeah. Eight days, I think it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. here on campus. Pretty mm-hmm. cool. Began yeah. began actually, uh, 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 well, actually it ended, it concluded last Sunday. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sunday there was a uh, MSU uh, women's alumni game, MSU game versus St. Thomas, um, uh, an NA3 USHL, uh, PHL game, a junior hockey game, and then there was a uh, uh, a Mankato senior men's game. So four events on Sunday. Yeah. Um, uh, really, last Sunday. It, it, yeah. it, it, it all happened so fast. Here we are on Friday already, but <laughs> it seems like yesterday that stuff was going on mm-hmm. in the course of the day before uh, was actually the Hockey Day Minnesota yep. with a couple of high school games, um, with a, a girls' high school game first, Andover versus Edina, Andover prevailing, mm-hmm. a couple of uh, girls' high school hockey powers in the state. Yep. And, and then, uh, then East Grand Forks, uh, yeah. Versus Prior Lake right. in a really uh, good uh, boys high school game. Um, you know, Prior Lake prevailing in that one, um, really good game. And then of course the Mavericks, the men's hockey team taking on St. Thomas um, in the I guess the featured event uh, that began at four thirty. Well, actually Hockey Day Minnesota also includes <laughs> the Wild, and that that was uh, played up at the X. It wasn't played here no. at Blakesley, but all those events taking place at Blakesley on. Uh, Saturday and, and Sunday last weekend, and of course, leading up to that, it started uh, really five or six days before. 32 events in all uh, the, on the Blakesy Stadium rink. Wow, really impressive. Cool. You yeah. gotta, you gotta go to get that many events for football. You probably have to go back to probably 2016, <laughs> to be honest, PA. Well, uh, one, of, one of the things, even with all the playoff games, th- one of the things I've thought about was um, so the the women, uh, the Maverick women. It's actually the third outdoor game they played since 2014. Mm-hmm. There was one at uh, TCF Bank. They played University of Minnesota. I think that was Hockey City Classic. It was uh, 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 some games played at the football stadium on the campus of University of Minnesota back in 2014. Uh, our women's team played at Hockey Day Minnesota 2019 up in Bemidji. Mm-hmm. Not on the campus of Bemidji State. I think it was actually on Lake Bemidji. Yep, it was on the lake, if I remember. Uh, which is close to the campus. It I is. mean, the, the campus at, at Bemidji State actually uh, is on Lake Bemidji. It is. Football players jump in there. Yes, after the after a nice win and yep. and after uh, taking a look at uh, some of the stuff um, with the men's team, I've been asked uh, the men's team played outdoors before. Well, the answer is yes. Technically, we mm-hmm. have. You know, there wasn't an indoor rink in Mankato until 1974, when when um, All Seasons Arena, um, or as the Ice Palace as it was originally called when <laughs> it opened uh, in 1974. 
And our program began during the 1969-70 season. And uh, if you're uh, know your way around Mankato at all, down at the bottom of uh, the Warren Street Hill, on the right-hand side, across the street from, it's called Cherry Ridge uh, Apartments. It uh, used to be called Searing Center. It used to be a dormitory, mm-hmm. uh, a part of the MSU uh, campus, the lower, lower campus. Right across from that, there's a flat piece of land with nothing on it right beside Old Main, and that used to be our, where our football stadium was, and during the wintertime after football season was over, they would flood it. And so our team played uh, outdoor games there, <laughs> uh, along with games in uh, home games uh, over in Faribault, home games in St. Peter, yeah. indoor rinks over there. Yeah. So uh, technically, yes, we have played outdoor games. Yeah. Not in a long time. No, been a, been a while. Been a long but, time. Uh, so um, all in all, I don't think uh, the festival, the Hockey Day Minnesota event, uh, could be characterized uh, any other way than as a success. Um, uh, goodwill for the community, just unbelievably great for the community, raising the profile of, of hockey in southern Minnesota, certainly great for the university, the, given the fact that it was played on campus at Blakesley Stadium, which was an unbelievably cool venue to have it at, mm-hmm. as it turns out. Um, uh, kudos to uh, everybody involved in the running of the event, which included obviously the local organizing committee, which played such a, a big role, Melissa Bradley, uh, Dave Wittenberg, um, uh, Lindsay Bacher, and Michelle Schuf, uh, the four four leaders of that group, um, uh, Bally Sports North, the uh, uh, folks from the Wild, uh, the free primary uh, people groups involved in, in getting it going, and of course, uh, uh, our operation staff and the people at Minnesota State, uh, the people in the community who volunteered. I was thinking about uh, a week ago when it started snowing, snowing and mm-hmm. they, were cons- they were still building ice at that point, and all the volunteers that showed up. There was 100, 100 volunteers that showed up yeah. to shovel snow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and that, that continued on. I'm not sure. I think they had, I, I, I've heard 500 volunteers in all that uh, helped with the local organizing committee with the running of the event. Um, and, um, you know, it snowed during our game, our men's game during Saturday night and, uh, had to have the ice surface shoveled continuously hey. during those timeouts. And I just, I was, I was thinking about those. And I think the majority of those people that I saw, and I'm, I know I miss some people, but they seemed like they were the young high school hockey players who were out there. I saw the East kids and there was just some, yeah. probably some West kids and the, the junior hockey team yeah. showed up. I think they mentioned that on the broadcast <laughs> on, on on uh, Bally's, uh, they said yeah. that, yep, uh, it's the high school kids from uh, yesterday or, or the previous day uh, are shoveling yep. for, for them, you know, yep. kind of paying it uh, forward because while they were playing, there were some other kids who were shoveling the, shoveling the rink while they, during their game as well. So, Yeah, and uh, they had to have been tired on Sunday. I mean, oh, I, yeah. they were tired <laughs> during the game, but I was, I was yeah. getting tired just watching them. Um, but uh, for the, uh, after we got, we got an attendance figure for the men's game that we said was 10,022. Um, and I don't doubt it. I mean, uh, certainly over the course of the day, and a little difficult to tell because uh, they did sell tickets as a package, 65 bucks, I think, but mm-hmm. got you to all three games on Saturday. So, yep. um, uh, but it was packed. Anyway, yes, it slice, was. It was packed. It was packed. Um, uh, just for, for those of you who didn't see, uh, weren't able to, to see any of the pictures or, the, or watch it on TV on Bally Sports North. Um, uh, the, the home side where the Maverick football, t- when the Maverick football team plays, that'd be the west side of the facility was uh, packed. It was full. And then they had temporary seating um, uh, all the way around the rink and that everything was full. Um, uh, there's a hospitality tent 
a VIP hospitality tent at one end, sponsored by Cambria, which was full. And there was uh, uh, the OFC hospitality tent uh, located in Lot 7, and, and that was full. So I, I don't doubt the numbers. And, and by So anyways, relative to, the, of course, the Mavericks won both on the men's side and the women's side and mm-hmm. uh, made some for great pictures. And uh, uh, by all accounts and from the feedback we received that everyone was really happy and thought it was really cool. Mm. Yeah. I, I would say so. It was, yeah. a, it was a heck of a time. And, you know, it's a cool visual watching the guys out there uh, playing, you know, and all that. All that Snow globe and, effect. And yes. it, what it literally was reminded me of the Tarleton game uh, for football a little bit. Although I think I seem to remember the snow fell, I think, quicker over a shorter time period dur- at, during the Tarleton game. But with the hockey game, it was just continuously falling the whole game. Looking uh, forward to actually watching the event uh, on TV. By, we've heard, we've received feedback that Bally's did an unbelievably job, a great job of um, pr- game presentation. Um, uh, it was kind of cool. Ryan Carter was on the broadcast, one of our former players. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, looking forward to uh, next year already. It's going to be White Bear Lake. The, I, I, they, I, I think we've thrown down the gauntlet in some respect relative to what happened to the uh, a couple things about this event, which was unique, not the least of which was, it was on a university campus, actually on campus in a football stadium. That was new. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the support of uh, the athletic department, a college athletic department, uh, to run those events, so that was new. Uh, it was a week-long event. Event. Uh, typically, they don't have 32 games on that rink, no, I don't believe. I wouldn't think so. Uh, the festival-type atmosphere. Um, I saw someone characterize it as the uh, uh, Hockey Day Minnesota Stadium Series because they had all those <laughs> games every day. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, uh, the great thing about Hockey Day Minnesota and that phenomenon, the vehicle, uh, is that they seem to find... Uh, a way to make it unique every year and really cool every year. So, um, but as a standalone event for um, this time around, it, I don't think it could have gone any better. So, looking forward to actually watching it at some point. Hopefully, uh, the guys from Bally sent me a note yesterday. That they're going to send us uh, uh, the games itself, so we can have a look at them. So that'd be kind of cool. Um, we go indoors uh, this weekend at home, so a little change of pace with Arizona yeah. State coming to town. By the way, I, I talked about the weather. We <laughs> talked about the weather here uh, in the beginning. I, I think when um, I checked the weather this morning, it was colder today than it was yesterday. But we were going to be indoors, so that's uh, that's a good thing, right, guys? Mm. Yeah, at this time of year, I don't mind being indoors. Minus, minus 14 yeah. this morning when I got up. I'm not sure it was quite that cold right now. That's that's without the wind chill. So. Yeah. Uh, but we, uh, uh, we don't have to worry about the... Uh, conditions too much weather conditions because we're playing indoors. Arizona mm-hmm. State's here for a couple of games, stepping outside uh, for some non-conference games. Minnesota State on the men's side, of course, ranked number one in the country. Uh, they were number two um, last week after uh, a month-long stay at the top of the rankings. Um, uh, ended up number two uh, last week, but then we swept St. Thomas and back up to number one. Quinnipiac is number two. Arizona State uh, comes in and, and it'll be a good test for us. They're a big physical team and um, they've they they're playing for their NCAA tournament lives. They've got a win here, uh, their games over the course. They got 15 wins and I think they think if they can get to 20, they've got a good chance to get in. And obviously, if you knock off the number one country, number one team in the country uh, on the road, that'll be a feather in your yes, it would in your in your cap. <laughs> yes, but yeah, Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> um, so uh, looking for a, a big crowds down at um, uh, uh, Mayo Clinic Health System Event Center this weekend, uh, beginning tonight, 
707 tonight, 607 tomorrow night. Um, last two games uh, for about a month for Mike Hastings, the head coach of the Mavericks, and mm-hmm. junior center Nathan Smith uh, are this weekend. On Sunday, after those two games, um, uh, Nathan Smith and Mike Hastings head off to Beijing. Of course, as, uh, Mike is an assistant coach with uh, Team USA. Uh, men's hockey team and Nathan will be the play is playing mm-hmm. making his Olympic debut where I could not be happy for those two guys so um, um, looks like they'll miss a total of four games we've got uh, a couple games at Bowling Green next weekend then we have an off week and then we're back in action I think uh, home series against Bemidji State um, so uh, at, at the most they'll miss four games so best of luck to them and and uh, excited and proud and and happy for Mike Hastings and uh, Nathan Smith um, players, couple players of the week, uh, as a result of the two wins over St. Thomas last week on the men's side with David Cilia, the sophomore center, had a hat trick and a 7-1 win on Saturday outdoors at Blakesley. And Jack McNeely, the senior defenseman from Lakeville, had an assist and th- or uh, a goal and three assists for four points. Named defensive defenseman of the week. Uh, Cilia was the forward of the week, so a couple of players of the week in the CCHA. The accolades continue to roll in for those guys. Um, let's talk a little bit about women's hockey here just for a second. But speaking of the Olympics, we should probably stay on that theme real quick with Re- Rebecca Kolstad, mm-hmm. uh, former Maverick forward, <coughs> uh, Mankato East product, uh, being named to uh, Team China. So, oh. yeah. Yeah, we announced that yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Um, so kind of a cool thing with uh, Rebecca. Rebecca. So the connection there, ask yourself this. How does that happen, Bernsey? I don't know. How does it happen? Well, there's a, connect, there's a connection there, <laughs> okay. obviously. But, um, I don't know that Rebecca uh, yeah. is a Chinese citizen, uh, but she did play in China. She played a year of pro hockey in China after graduating from MSU. Her former coach, if you remember, Rebecca started out her college hockey career at the University of North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And the coach there, a guy who recruited her to play for UND, was a guy named Brian Adelsky. All right. So um, after UND dropped their program, Rebecca transferred to MSU, had a nice uh, uh, finish to her college career here with the Mavericks. And uh, Brian Nadelski, after um, the program was dropped by UND, landed on his feet coaching at a prep program in Indiana. And from there, ended up taking a position in China, (laughs) coaching a pro team in China. Looking for players and stuff, he ended yeah. up recruiting Rebecca as one of his former players in North Dakota. So, so Rebecca Kolstad ended up going to um, China to play for Brian Adelski. Um, Culver Academy was the name of the prep school in Indiana where Adelski was at before he ended up in right. China. So Brian Adelski ends up going to China and he recruits Rebecca. Mm-hmm. So Rebecca spent a year in China playing for this pro team um, before coming back to Mankato last spring, I think. <laughs> And uh, has been in Mankato. And then Brian Adolski ends up getting a job as the head coach of Team China. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, and uh, the other stuff I don't know about exactly and how, <laughs> uh, how it happens that she ends up. But I'm, I'm, um, I'm assuming since China is hosting and they want China to put on its best face uh, with all of its sports, uh, there's probably some flexibility in, in uh, eligibility relative to citizenship okay. when it comes to playing for national teams. Yeah. I mean, it's in, she isn't it's the only American. No. There might be a couple Canadians over there, too, there might playing be. for Team China. Yeah, I think so. There might be. I think I saw a couple of former, uh, two other players from Minnesota run that team, Team China. Um, so, regardless, mm. it's pretty cool for yeah. Rebecca. Yeah. And Rebecca will become the third uh, 
uh, former member of the Maverick Women's Program. Yep. Uh, Nina Tikkanen and yep. uh, Amelia Anderson, I believe, yep. right? Yep. Amelia Anderson Rebold, who uh, uh, Nina played for Team Finland, obviously, in 2010 and 2014 in Sochi. I think so, yeah. And Amelia, I think, did the same thing. Um, so Rebecca will be coming to third. Um, and if you count David Backus and now Nathan Smith, that gives us five hockey wow. players play who have played hockey at the Olympics. That's cool. Exciting, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, really cool. Um, women's hockey team uh, had a nice couple wins over St. Thomas, by the way, just as the men's team did. Mm-hmm. They have won their last three games in a row. Uh, for the second week in a row, they're receiving votes in the national poll. They've got their week cut out for them, uh, their uh, rest of the season cut out for them. Mm-hmm. They're at Minnesota Duluth uh, mm-hmm. this weekend for a couple games. I think they still have to play uh, Wisconsin and Ohio State um, as the last six games of their regular season. So I think Wisconsin ranked number one. That's uh, Ohio State's number, maybe Ohio <laughs> State's number one. I, 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 it's one, one, two, maybe. Yeah, tough stretch. Like that. That's yep. a tough stretch there to end yep. the regular season. Yep. They're a game above five hundred, though. Yep. I mean, it's been a while uh, since MSU has been above five hundred this late in the season. Yep. So uh, a really good year for the Mavericks, and, and uh, amazing when you think about it, given the fact that uh, they've done it without uh, Anna Wilgren. For the right. most part, their best their best player. I think most people would agree, or at least for the sure, one of their best players. She's their captain, and Anna was uh, with the Olympic uh, team residency program uh, right before it went to. It basically, was tried out for the Olympic team. It was one of the last cuts, so she's going to take a redshirt year as a result of that, and uh, she'll be back next year. But we've been without our captain and and uh, a defenseman that plays thirty minutes of a game for us. So uh, we've done it without her, and also. Um, uh, is it Jamie Nelson? I think only, only the WCHA Rookie of the Year last year um, uh, has only played two games this year. Uh, and obviously a big part of our team as well. So, uh, But Cal Frank, the junior goaltenders, had a great year. Britton Fleming has had a, uh, a great senior season, super senior season. <laughs> 99 career points right now, and, and she'll become probably this weekend only the second Maverick on the women's side to reach the uh, 100 point plateau for her career so uh, a lot of really good things coming out of women's hockey yep. uh, right now and so best of luck to them 307 today the face-off in uh, Duluth for uh, uh, our women's hockey program women's track uh, men's and women's track and field is open the Mark Shuck uh, team is home this weekend with the Mark Shuck open both today and tomorrow uh, it usually draws a, a fairly large crowd so yep. excited for them um, Women's basketball. Should we talk about the Maverick women's basketball team a little bit? They're uh, at home this weekend for a couple of games. Yeah, hosting MSU Moorhead tonight at uh, Taylor Center, 5.30 tip-off. Um, all three of these teams, oh, I'll include a Northern State that we play tomorrow afternoon. This is, uh, this is a big weekend for overall seeding in the NSIC. I mean... Still ranked third, still have the number one scoring offense, lead lead in forced turnovers in the conference and in top ten in the nation. Um, it's just getting down to that nitty gritty time now yep. to figure out where you're going to fall in these two games. We know we got Sioux Falls by because of a weird weird penalty, I guess you would say that or something or something like that. Who knows? But it's uh, changed our percentage a little bit, and um, and um, so we'll see how that goes. Sioux Falls nipping at our heels. Need these two big wins here to uh, stay up in the top 
top spot in the north and who knows if Duluth or St. Cloud fall you know could end up back in back in first place in the conference by the end <laughs> of this weekend depending on tiebreakers but um yeah this should be an interesting one uh Moorhead seven and six in the conf or excuse me five and five in northern seven and six so both they're fighting for their life in playoff seating in the north division so yeah they uh went one and one last weekend and are trying to get that train that ship righted and stay up top there yeah so but yeah, as you mentioned the women's teams are uh, playing at 5 30 and 3 30 this weekend you know flipping it around they, now they, we're getting back yeah to, uh, they, uh, they flipped it they flipped it last weekend uh, while we were on the road at minot and mary so that's when the women got to go first and the men got to go second so and that's yep. gonna be the that's going to be the standard uh, the, for the rest of the way for the conference season here. The men's so. basketball team, uh, yep. the corresponding games here yep. in uh, Taylor Center yep. against uh, MSU Moorhead and Northern State as well. Yep. And uh, the, Ma- the Maverick men's team, they're 10-6, and six, including a 4-6 and six NSIC record. Uh, last weekend they uh, fell to Minot State and the University of Mary. Um, you, had some different, uh, you had some different guys, you know, step up and kind of be the, the – the main contributors for the Mavericks during those two games. I believe Tyrell Stutley had a season-best uh, 18 points against uh, against Minot State in that first game. And then in the second game against uh, U-Mary, Sean Hopkins was just uh, one rebound away from a double-double. I believe he had 17 points and nine, nine rebounds. So it was good to see some uh, uh, new faces go up there and make, some, uh, make themselves be known, you know, more than anything else. And uh, hopefully uh, the Mavericks can uh, bounce back this weekend. The Dragons out of MSU Moorhead, they're ten and nine and five and five in NSIC play. They uh, defeated Winona State last weekend, but they also lost to Upper Iowa. But they battled Upper Iowa real strong, sixty-six, sixty-three. Yep. Upper Iowa is a nationally ranked team, I believe. I think they're twentieth in the nation right now. Mm-hmm. So, and and uh, of course, the Mavericks earlier this season in their meeting against Upper yeah. Iowa, we beat them in overtime. <laughs> that was an exciting game. Was a very game. Uh, exciting and emotional yeah. game. Yeah, right there, to say the least. But uh, we got the big W there. The Northern State men's team, they're 13-9 and nine on the season and 7-7 seven and seven in conference play. Uh, the, and they uh, defeated Upper Iowa 90-81 last week, but uh, fell to Winona State 83-74. So both teams coming off a split last weekend, you know, yep. and they're going to be looking to try to climb up in those rankings as yeah. well. I mean, Minnesota Duluth on the on the North Division side right. is just dominating up there, whereas uh, it's Augie and uh, Upper Iowa on top yep. of the South Division. But the Mavericks really need to get some wins right now, PA. We're uh, pretty far back in the South Division standings, and we need to get going the other – we need to – we need to uh, just get a couple wins to get back into the th- into the chase. Ch- so. Challenging, and UMD's mm-hmm. ranked. They ranked fourth. Oh, they were they were ranked as high as fifth. I think fifth. they dropped right. back to tenth okay. now. Um, I just look at what you know. A lot of teams have been going through our men's uh, basketball team. You talked about you know we have some guys uh, you don't normally see doing the job offensively mm-hmm. for us, and there's a reason why that mm-hmm. that is. Uh, we're shorthanded. We've been shorthanded yep. for about a month, and uh, uh, it, difficult to. Uh, really do what you want to do when you don't have all your weapons mm-hmm. available, and uh, yeah. I'm certainly understanding of that. And I'm not sure if it's going to be any better this weekend, but we'll play. I I, I heard Matt talking on uh, the radio a week ago with uh, Barry Wartell, and uh, there's a line from Hoosiers where uh, the the referee is looking out at the court, looks back at Gene Hackman, <laughs> and says, uh, "We need you on the court." and Gene Hackman says, "My team is on the court." Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> and uh, so so. Uh, 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 you know, every program gets challenged, and yep. um, I, th- I think over the course of match 
career. He's done a pretty good job. Absolutely. Him and the staff handling those types of challenges, and and uh, uh, it'll be it'll be. Uh, I think it's one of the great things about um, Matt Margenthaler, having seen everything that he's done, and and knowing that uh, you know, we have this experience, really good men's basketball coach uh, leading that will. We'll find a way probably to get things done this weekend. Mm-hmm. So excited about it. Speaking of experienced coaches, Jim Makovsky and his wrestling team <laughs> yeah. on the road, finally back in action after <laughs> missing a couple of duels the last two week two weeks. But <clears throat> they face uh, uh, some challenges this week, making that long trip up to North Dakota, wrestling at Minot State uh, tonight and at the University of Mary uh, tomorrow. And uh, excited to have those guys uh, back in action after not being able to compete. Um so we wish them well and safe travels, certainly. Um, swimming, Bernsey. We have uh, some home swimming this weekend, right? We have a double duel uh, starting tomorrow at 1 o'clock against MSU Moorhead and against St. Kate's at uh, Highland Pool. So uh, it'll be the Mavericks' uh, last uh, last event up in, until the conference championships, which begin in uh, two weeks. Yep, yep, we're two weeks from uh, Wednesday. Close, getting close to Wednesday. postseason I for know, our sports. Where does the where does the time go? <laughs> you know what that means, Bertie? <laughs> means our spring sports spring are sports right, are around, the <laughs> right around the corner, and yep. uh, we had a lot of discussion here this last week about uh, softball and baseball. Of course, we've got a big yep. tournament next weekend here at the the dome, the yep. bubble, sport bubble, and and excited for that. How many teams coming in? Uh, there's going to be a grand total of uh, nine teams, including the Mavericks. Uh, nine teams, tournament. including us, and uh, excited about. Uh, softball getting underway and uh, preseason poll come out for the NSIC and softball. Yeah, we were fourth yep. or fifth? Uh, third, third, third. Third and then yep. the, the NFCA. Oh, dr- of course. Oh, we, we were picked or. second in the conference tournament. What were we right. picked in the NFCA? Or uh, not the con- the conference preseason poll, excuse me. We were number two in the, in the, in the NSIC F- preseason yes, poll. Yeah. Yes, poll, okay. yeah. And the NFCA right. poll, let's see here. Pre-se- we had the preseason pitcher of the year, I believe. Yeah, McKenzie Ward selected mm-hmm. as preseason pitcher of the year, five-time pitcher of the week last year, on her way to pitcher of the year last year. And then we uh, our player to watch was Tori Richards, mm-hmm. who started all, all 15 and yep. led the team in the hitting percentage, if I read correctly. Yep. Batting four hundred batting percentage, yeah. <laughs> um, batting average, yeah, or batting average. God, <laughs> boy, I need to get on, brush man. up on I, my softball and baseball. I, I know, here, I know you were devastated <laughs> when the Expos <laughs> moved. And, yeah, when, the, when the Expos moved, you just shut up. You, sh- you yeah. got rid of baseball. Yeah, but we'll we'll get you back into it yet. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> Rain, Rain, Wayne Cavitti, who writes for uh, the NCAA, uh, thinks highly of the Maverick baseball program. Yeah, has them in their top ten. Um, the, the U.S. Baseball Writers Association came up with their poll, I think, a couple of days ago, and we're 23rd in that poll. Yep. I yep. think we're better than that, Burns. Yeah, I think we are, too. I, I mean, we had a heck of a year last year, and we got a lot yeah. of guys coming back from yeah. last year's yep. squad. Yep, yep. So um, uh, looking forward to the start of uh, baseball and softball season, but as uh, – they say on um, uh, Monty Python, and I'm not dead yet. You got a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, uh, mileage left on the yeah. tires for our winter sports. With uh, yes, we do. Yeah. So, uh, looking forward to uh, a great weekend. We're busy this weekend. Uh, some really great home events with uh, men's hockey, men's and women's basketball, track and field, uh, swimming, and then next weekend another uh, busy home weekend yeah. for us. So, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Um, all right, guys. Thanks very much. Yeah, I uh, appreciate you coming in, and uh, I want you, here's Bernsey. I want you and Jordan to stay warm. <laughs> Jordan, good job on bringing in those donuts today. That was yeah. You went to up to number. Uh, 
one. On the <laughs> Number Jackson one. Power ranking. So congratulations yeah, on that. Sorry, Connor. Yeah, one out of two. I wasn't so, being a tryhard. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Thanks a lot, everybody. We'll talk to you again next uh, week, uh, every Friday morning. I appreciate KMSU allow us to talk about uh, Minnesota State Athletics for a little bit. Hope you enjoyed today's MSUMavericks.com. Uh, at MSU Mavericks. Act, uh, actually, it's Min State, State Athletics now. Uh, athletics now, yeah, on Twitter. So. Uh, understandable. We were MSU yep. Mavericks for it's a great very to be long a Maverick. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.